you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Indeed, welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live here in New York City. It's Wednesday, December 7th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Kyle Brandt, Peter Strager, Jason McCourty. Last hour, we had two Walter Payton Man of the Year nominees awesome. on the show. Jason, yeah. you were nominated a few times. What's the whole experience like when you get that honor? It's really cool. I think whenever your name is mentioned, you, Walter Payton. So, like, yeah. your name is being mentioned in the same breath as Walter Payton. I think oh, the yeah. amazing thing about it is when you are nominated, you start to look at the other 31 guys, and you start to see some of the things they're doing you're just blown away by the good work that goes on around all these communities by players so it's really cool, cool. it's absolutely awesome the names on the list are fantastic and then of course uh, the finalists are honored NFL yeah. honors and right. Super Bowl weekend but to give them their flowers and to shine a light on the work those guys are doing are really 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 special so take a look at who your team's nominee of the year is right now all right some big stories in the NFC to look at as we inspect the NFC playoff picture again Eagles Vikings sit us up that 49ers on the left is very interesting now considering the Jimmy Garoppolo news, the fact that he will not have to undergo surgery, could be available in the playoffs if the 49ers make it that far with whoever they decide will play quarterback moving forward. Right now it's Brock Purdy. Uh, and here we are as the Giants play host to the Eagles this weekend. So it's the one seed taking on the six seed Giants. Philadelphia could clinch a playoff berth if the Niners and the Seahawks lose this weekend. If they get a win against the Giants, though, or a tie, they also move on, too. So how do the Giants stop that from happening? How can they play spoiler alert for Philadelphia this weekend? How do you beat the Eagles if you're the Giants? You got to slap Jalen Hurts around a little bit. This guy is unflappable. He's so cool. He plays cool. He looks cool. He speaks cool. He dresses cool. Dirty that guy's jersey up a little bit. If At this point in the season, what you do is you say, let's look back to week such and such and see when he had a bad game and you've gone to the blueprint. He really hasn't had a bad game all year. There's, it's really not there. Even in the loss, it's fine. Like, the numbers are there. It's like, it's not like he choked. He doesn't have this four turnover game where this one defensive coordinator found a way to beat him up. 
I don't know what the recipe is. I really don't. You have to get to hurt somehow, and no one has done it all season. I'll say this. The New York Giants, name we don't say much on the show. Kayvon Thibodeau, mm. rookie pass rusher. Let's rock and roll, baby. He did, Peter, and he's coming on. And this was a guy who had all the hype at the draft because he had great highlights at Oregon and a huge personality. Well, he played well last week, and he's gotten to talking. And he's already saying, this is our biggest game of the year. I want to be the closer for this team. I'm watching Micah Parsons and stealing all his moves. Kayvon Thibodeau, you were drafted to hit Jalen Hurts this year. Go get it. I think that's the only way. Knock the hell out of him, and the rookie's got to do it, Jay. Kayvon Thibodeau, get it done. I like the way you're thinking. And this game will be played Giant Stadium in New Jersey. I grew up, here, grew up there playing high school basketball. There was no shot clock in high school basketball. So you would get a lead playing against a better <laughs> team, and you'd go to your three-man weave, just passing yeah. the ball around. Out there by half, four corners, just keeping the ball away from them. That's what the Giants need to do. And I want to show you what the Commanders did against the Eagles and how they were able to beat them. They were able to run the ball. They kept the ball on third down, and then you see the time of possession right there: 40 minutes. The game's only 60 minutes, so they possessed the ball, ran the ball, and that enabled them to beat this team. And that's what the Giants need to do. They have Saquon Barkley in the backfield. Hand him the ball off. Let him be able to gain yards on the ground. Keep the clock rolling. That's going to keep. Philadelphia's offense off the field. You talk about how to stop Jalen Hurts. He hasn't had a bad game. Don't let him go out there and possess the ball. Make him sit down on the bench, look up at the jumbotron while he watches your offense go to work. That is the way to beat the Eagles. The Commanders the only team to do it so far mm -hmm. this season. They've showed you the blueprint. Dable, execute it, get it done. That's the way to beat them. I'm trying to put myself inside the head coach's head sometimes. I'm not a head coach. I'm not a coach at any level. But I'm trying to think, like, what do you do to motivate? What do you do? To me, if you're the Giants, this is the season. Like, you need to win this game and yeah. next week. And that's whether you're going to go to the playoffs or not. But I would also look at Jalen Hurts and say, is that guy the guy that's going to end our season? Is that guy really the MVP of the league? Or is that guy the same guy that a lesser version of us, our team from last year, cost four turnovers on. He went to New Jersey last year and was terrible in this game. Giants won 13-7. to Jalen Hurts had four turnovers. Okay. The big bad Jalen Hurts wasn't so big bad last year. If I'm Dable, if I'm Wink Martindale, I'm saying enough is enough with this Jalen Hurts thing. Yeah. You guys were not the same defense that we are this year, and you still stifled them last year. You still gave them the business. Four turnovers last year in a Week 12 game, right around the same point of the season. This is what they have to do. They have to find a way to stifle Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has been amazing this year, and maybe he's a much better quarterback than he was last year, and maybe this team is much better than it was Glow last up. year. But you need to look at last season and say, same guy, puts on his pants the same way he did last season, and we made him a one-score guy. Seven points they put up against the Giants in New Jersey last year. They got to somehow get back into that mm -hmm. and kind of accentuate it and do it one more time. Even yeah. those highlights from that game, it doesn't look like the same Jalen no. Hurts, though. He was scrambling, he was trying to get rid of the ball, throwing interceptions. You know, we keep coming back to that Week 10 game between the Giants and the Commanders, mm -hmm. and if the Giants were able to walk away with nothing else because they didn't walk away with a win or a loss, they walked away with a tie, is that maybe they could rub off some of how the commanders beat the Eagles from week 10 because while Jason went run the ball against the Eagles I think you have to stop the run against the Eagles if you are indeed going to walk away with the win for the Giants this weekend in that win for the commanders in week 10 they held them to 94 yards mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. 20 rushes <laughs> that is unforeseen in success that we have seen from the Eagles so far this season when we turn the Eagles game on 
A.J. Brown is playing fantastic. Devontae Smith is an unbelievable second option. But it's the run game. It's Miles Sanders. It's handing the ball off. It's taking exactly what Jason's saying is get the lead and run away with the ball. Physical run game. Mm -hmm. So defensive line for the Giants, they have to shore up. They literally need to lock arms at some point because if you're going to give up one thing, I would give up the junk plays. But you cannot give up seven-yard running games mm -hmm. by the Eagles. I watched that entire game, Washington Giants. I watched the broadcast. Jonathan Vilma was talking about Dexter Lawrence the entire time saying that you can't Sexy, run. Dexy. This guy is that good. He's got the dance. He's got everything. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Kayvon Thibodeau. Jamie, they've been built for this game. Like yep. this, this is when they need to show out. Yep, the absolutely. Line. I think this is the biggest Giants game in six years. I'm trying to think if there's a bigger one. They've had losing season, losing season, losing season. Late in the season, December right football, here. Eagles come to town with that record. I can't think of a bigger game. After Thanksgiving, played. them being relevant has not been Massive normal. Game. Yeah. Massive game. Considering cool. even just within both of their divisions, both the Jets and the Giants feel like they have a major page turn game this weekend when the Jets go to Buffalo to play the Bills. Yeah, I know. NFL Plus is here. It's a way you can watch any of these yeah. games, actually, which means no matter where you are, this is how you football. You can stream live local and primetime games on your phone or tablet, 45-minute game replays with NFL Plus Premium, and more. This is the NFL for every fan. This is football freedom. This is your game on the go. Go to plus.nfl.com to sign up now. Mm. Get it. Good Morning Football is presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. What's your beef? Right on time. What time? Time for What's Your Beef presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. There is a horn of plenty of dehydrated meat, and we love it, and it's delicious, and it's salted, and it's supple. Yes. But we use this to supple. talk about something we have a beef with, something that grinds our gears. And Jamie Erdahl, what is something that you have a beef with, my friend? Well, usually I have to snack during this, but I really yeah. want to get something off my chest, so I'm just going to say, Cut. what's your beef? Stay in the bowl so I can talk about backup quarterbacks. Yeah. Mm. So I have come to believe that the backup quarterback is the most painstaking lose-lose job in all of sports. 32 quarterbacks started in week one, and by now we have seen 22 other quarterbacks Aww. start a game. That is the most in the same stretch of schedule since 2007. Mm. And the expectations that these surface-wielding sidekicks operate under, which are absolutely mind-boggling to me. And for me, this all came to a head on Monday when we went to task on the five W's of the backup quarterback situation in San Francisco. Okay. One, who the heck is Brock, mm -hmm. Brock Purdy? What are we doing just handing a Mr. Irrelevant jo starting job to in the 49ers in San Francisco. When will we know if Brock Purdy is him? <laughs> Where is him, another option him. instead of Brock Purdy coming in week 14? And why did this have to happen to a fun NFC team that we wanted to watch down the stretch? This is not a knock on Brock Purdy. You could play football mad libs with that dialogue, and it could, it could apply to your team. What a brutal spot to be in, though. The tone of voice that we use when writing these guys off almost immediately mm -hmm. is faster than a new rock movie when it emerges. It's shockingly yep. condescending, and it really makes no sense. The following conversation most likely occurred amongst Jets fans last month. Man, we should really sit Zach Wilson. He's just not cutting it. Who could we possibly turn to? Mike White? Oh, yeah. Why must we say the backup's name with such disdain? <laughs> he threw for more than 400 yards, three touchdowns, and two picks in his first career start last season. It's that tone. It's Cooper Rush? T Taylor Heineke? I understand that you've been inundated with language as to why your starter is the perfect fit. And the new guy is different, and different is uncomfortable at times. But does that mean that after a half of football and tallying a win, we're of sane mind to be bartering for a replacement to a job for which this backup may very well be the perfect fit for? At one point, you gave your starter a few weeks to earn your trust. Doesn't that mean the new guy should be afforded the same opportunity? I officially think so. Brock Purdy time in San Francisco. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. I like what do we the do it about though? how you say the you name. You know we do it. Cooper Rush? We do it. And sometimes it'll be like 
checks notes. Bailey Zappi, and we say it that way. And I then, did there, so. then there's the lifelong ones. Uh, Case Keenum, really? We do that. Case Keenum's yeah, in the Holt game. McCoy. Holt McCoy. Yeah. Like, and this goes back. I mean, Charlie Batch, hello. Bubby Brister, hello. Mm -hmm. uh, Drew Stanton, Derek Anderson. There is a Jim long Sorgi. list of Jim Sorgi, Jim Sorgi of great backup quarterbacks who have made several, several, several millions of dollars being really good backups. Chase and Daniel. Have, and have won a lot of games, Jamie. I think it's right. We should give them respect. It brings me to my point. You said Worst job, like backup quarterback is the best job. Mm. Talk yeah. about it. The Talk NFL. about it. Lose, lose. Because if all, yes, lose, lose, lose. You, if yes. all goes well, sounds like win-win to me. Win-win. If all <laughs> goes well, the starter plays the entire season. Mm -hmm. You make your few million dollars. You sit back. You hold the surface. Mm -hmm. You give some coaching points. And if the starter gets hurt. You just go out there and give it your all. You're not supposed to win anyway. There's no pressure. Like It's the best job in the NFL. No, the one that came to mind was a couple Januarys ago when Patrick Mahomes got hurt and Chad Henney yeah, had to sure. come in. If Chad Henney had lost that game, oh, no. then like, oh, God, Chad, you just lose your job. Been, like, oh, Mahomes get... got hurt. Be no, back and then year. it became anything is possible. Like, yeah. you, it's, it's, it's very win, dicey. Win. It's, no. Win, win. <laughs> Henney's still on the Chiefs collecting checks. Exactly. Win, but win. Think of all the guys. Go ahead, Mahomes. Down the tubes. I hear you. Coming up, there's an epic. Epic quarterback matchup happening in San Francisco. Apparently, Tom Brady versus Brock Purdy. That's what makes it epic. We never expected to say those words in the same sentence. Third hour of Good Morning Football Straight Ahead. Have you guys seen Black Adam? I'm into it. No? You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair? Or to have hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot. And now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like... say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. So 
there was the big news yesterday in the NFC, and we've got a huge matchup coming up on Sunday. Brock Purdy, yes, Brock Purdy and the three-seeded 49ers take on Tom Brady and the four-seed Buccaneers. Jason, pick a matchup in this game, please, and thank you, that intrigues you most. I want to see Brock Purdy versus Todd Bowles in this Tampa Bay defense, ah. and I'm not singling out any one player. I want to see what Todd Bowles is able to draw up. He's known for his exotic blitzes against this rookie quarterback, Brock Purdy. Last week, he got in the game, but you go into this game, the Miami Dolphins, they're game planning for Jimmy Garoppolo all week. A veteran, a guy who knows where to throw the ball. They may have went into this game like, you know what, we don't want to really want to blitz him. He's really good at getting the ball out of his hands. He's really good at making decisions. And the next thing you know, Brock Purdy's in the game. You're trying to scramble and figure out what to do. I give Brock Purdy credit. He did a really good job when Miami decided to dial up pressure. He had a really good throw across the middle to George Kittle with Jalen Phillips barring down on him, hitting him as he was throwing the ball. But now going into a week where all week you're the guy. You're getting all the snaps. He's going to be better prepared. But Todd Bowles, you'll be prepared for him as well. Mm -hmm. What is he able to design? The disguises he's able to come up with. Logan Ryan's back in the lineup. Keanu Neal has some huge hits in this past game versus yeah, Saints. How are those guys able to mix and rotate and do things to try to confuse this rookie quarterback? I'm looking forward to that. Question for you, strategy-wise. Young quarterback getting his first career start. He has had enough snaps that there's some film on him now. What's the bigger challenge? Is it the bigger challenge of, hey, this is the guy that that, that we that we have never seen before, or is the bigger challenge that, hey, this is the guy that uh, you know in, in a limited amount of space we know we can beat him because he's a rookie, like we can do this. What's what's the advantage there? Coach's nightmare is the unknown. Yeah. So having this little bit of film, now you can game plan and figure out what to do. Not only that, now these coaches are probably going back to Iowa State film and watching him uh, in college yeah. to see some of the things he did. The Miami Dolphins weren't doing that last week. You're not going back to watch his college film when Jimmy Garoppolo's there. So I think a lot changes this week. And I'm not saying Purdy won't be able to step up to the occasion, but I'm excited to see what they're able to do defensively, oh, yeah. schematically, to come up to try to stop him. Not looking anywhere. I'm going to ask all three of you. Who do you think the favorites in this game. Niners at home with Brock Purdy versus Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, going back home where he grew up. I, I, my honest answer is I think it's probably still the Niners. Okay. I'm going to go Niners, too, because of their defense. I would say Niners just because of the way Tampa played this past week. They Brock won. Purdy and the Niners are still favored, mm -hmm. even with against Brock Brady. Purdy against Tom Brady yeah. going home. And to me, it's not because of Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy do less. It's because of that defense. I, I think the defense is sizzling right now, and that Niners defensive front is going to be all over Tom Brady, who... It, you know, two is mobile. Brady's not mobile. Brady's got the quickest release. Brady is Tom Brady. He avoids sacks his entire career and avoids major injuries every year since 2008. Like, I'm looking at Bosa. I'm looking at the return of Armstead. I'm looking at Fred Warner coming out there. This Niners defense, Drake Greenlaw is having an all-pro season this year. Like, they are swarming. Now, Tristan Wirfs looked pretty agile while he was receiving Brady in a hug in street clothes after the game, and his ankle looked better than we thought it could be. But if Tristan Wirfs isn't out there, I think that Brady could be in for a long day, and I think this could be a very low-scoring game. Mm. And I don't think they can uh, necessarily have to look at Brock Purdy and say, you need to beat Tom Brady. Can mm -hmm. say, Just do enough. Let our defense take care of it. Be sure to not make mistakes. It's a hilarious quarterback matchup. It's amazing. It is. Brock Purdy versus the Purdy boy. The two of them, again, this is the largest <coughs> age difference in NFL history between mm. two quarterbacks ever. Ever. 45 and 22. Tom Brady's been playing NFL football longer than Brock Purdy's been playing life. It's that, that big of a deal. Um, <laughs> 
And listen, if you look at there's there's statistics and research about all the games where the biggest age difference between the two quarterbacks, and they're almost all Brady. And it's recent guys. Yeah. I mean, it's him beating Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, Sam Darnold, Justin Herbert. All of them. He has all of them. You know, the only one that he's lost in all of these biggest age difference, he lost to Kenny Pickett this year. That's the only one that he's lost in the whole thing. But so what I'm saying is, in the old guy wins almost every single time, so you would think Brady wins here. There's one, there's one in the largest age discrepancy that is not Tom Brady, and I'm so pleased to say we have the videotape. It is Warren Moon versus Ryan Leaf cool. in 2000, all right? Warren Moon on the Richardson. Tony Richardson, a close friend of the show. There's Junior Sale. This was the Ryan Leaf Chargers team in 2000, and Leaf came out and played pretty well. This is our friend who's our neighbor here. Guys, Ryan Leaf beat Warren Moon in this game. This is one of the only times that the neophyte quarterback has beaten the old-as-dirt veteran. How I love this. It's really cool, right? And so this was a team all the way at the end of Warren's, and they hadn't had a win yet in the, the Chargers, and they come out, and they win, and they just played well. So if I'm Brock Purdy, I'm saying, hey, way before I was born, Ryan Leaf did this. I can do it. And Ryan Leaf didn't have Nick Bosa on his team, Dre Greenlaw, and all those things. So Brady makes a living picking these babies out of his teeth. And he has a long history. Mac Jones, you name him. He's done them all. But Brock Purdy, there is a chance you can do it. And inexplicably, it comes from our guy, Ryan Leaf. So go get him this weekend. That's awesome. Who had old as dirt veteran on their bingo card today? Ryan Ryan Leaf, the way he plays quarterback, you watch this, it's like he carries himself the same way. Like if you'd say, what quarterback is that without the last name on the back? Yeah. Like you'd be like, that's Ryan Leaf. Like just how he walks around. I want to go back to Peter's take. The 49ers defense, like they're playing fantastic right now but unfortunately they have to take that to like a 6x level at this point with what has just happened to their offense D'Amico Ryans if I'm if I'm their defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans I'm like guys we have to carry we had a load on our shoulders already just because of our talent and the expectation we shut out the Saints two weeks ago at, at this point that's not enough down the stretch you have the Seattle Seahawks nipping at our heels we have to lift this quarterback up. We have to think. We have to make that quarterback feel like every time he takes the field, he's already playing with a lead that we gave him and that we sustained for him. This is a level of a defensive effort that is already Super Bowl worthy, in my opinion. But they have to take it at least down the stretch, especially with the news that Jimmy Garoppolo could potentially return, which could just be fodder to make people think that Garoppolo could come back. Mm-hmm. But if indeed that is a chance that the 49ers defense has to play out of their minds for mm. the next five weeks to keep this team where they need to be playing. I think I'm with you, and I remember when in the prime of the Ray Lewis Ravens defense, they had Kyle Bowler, who was not a seventh-round pick, but was really struggling. And Ray came out and told the media, we say to Kyle Bowler, we say to him, give us 10 points and don't give them any points, and we will win the game. Like, that is, just give us 10 and don't throw a pick six, and we got you. We're kind of there now maybe this week. I also think, you know, everyone originally was like, oh, Baker to the Niners, and everyone tweeted it, and it made a lot of sense, but like, that building, like, they have a lot of pride, and I think they're, you know, Purdy's been there since April, and he's going to do it. And it's not he's going to throw for 300 yards. Brock Purdy's not going to mess this up mm-hmm. for us. He's yep. going to keep the train on the yep. tracks. Mm-hmm. 41 career starts in major college. 41. Mm-hmm. He's, he's played big games. Mm-hmm. Quickly, Kyle, to your point, that Ravens team, can somebody win the Super Bowl this year with that type of form? I don't know. In 2022, 
It's hard. And so this, much offense. This you got to win all these games. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and even all the names that have come out this week, the Trent Dilfers and the yeah. Brad Johnsons, those guys were very experienced veteran guys at yeah. those yeah. points. They were not a rookie, so it's a But tall they might not they could have Garoppolo back by then. That's the point. Oh, yeah, I heard is that, that too. might not be Brock Purdy. It might just Purdy get, get him there. Get, get all the way to the Super Bowl. If Purdy gets him there, Jimmy, oh, yeah. Jimmy yeah. That's for another show. Yeah. Yeah. God, Jimmy can't get a break. Hey, Jimmy Garoppolo. TNF heads to Hollywood to watch Derek Carr and the Raiders take on lockdown corner Jalen Ramsey and the Rams. It's the Raiders. It's Rams. Thursday Night Football tomorrow at 8.15 p.m. Eastern on Prime Video. It's also available on NFL+. Plus. Jimmy will make $15 million this offseason. Yeah, he's well, Peter, there's other things other than money. <laughs> you know what? Uh, Josh Jacobs, he wants money. Does he deserve it? That's another, that's another topic. We'll talk about this game. Tua and Josh Allen next weekend. We can't thank our guests enough for that. They're coming up. They're the schedule masters. They weave that, uh, that Charlotte's Web, we call it, of the schedule. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is awesome. We've had so many friends at the table today, but frankly, most excited for these two. We are joined by two very important people in the NFL, the VP of NFL Broadcast Planning, Mike North, and NFL Senior Broadcast Manager, Charlotte Carey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the back. These two helped create, every year they do, the NFL schedule. So welcome back and uh, get comfortable because we have a lineup of questions here that we want to get to. Okay, we begin with some scheduling changes that we saw happen this week. The NFL announced a triple header of games that you're going to see on NFL Network Saturday, December 17th. Colts Vikings, Ravens Browns, Dolphins Bills. How does a network and a league and all the other networks involved land on this being a triple header? Yeah, so that's a good question. Basically, the way that this works is we have what we call a Saturday TBD pool when the schedule comes out. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to know who's going to be good in week 15. That's why we have flex scheduling to begin with, right? But when we look at the schedule, we pick five games that we hope will be actually decent when we get to week 15. We know we have to populate three of those games on Saturday on NFL Network. 
But we also want to take a look at Sunday and make sure that both CBS and Fox in the afternoon are good and taken care of and that they've got good windows for 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock, the doubleheader. And Sunday night is good. So we, we have a little bit of flexibility here when we have these triple headers on NFL Network or the Saturday games where we have a TBD pool of games that aren't scheduled yet. So we're not taking it away from CBS or away from Fox. They don't really live anywhere. They're just in a TBD pool waiting to be distributed. So we picked three great games for NFL Network. We're really excited, all with playoff implications. Mm-hmm. Should be a good good triple header on NFL Network, and we were able to help Sunday a little bit too. Yeah, uh, the flexing on Sunday has been going on for years, but the last two weeks we've gotten new. So this weekend we've got Tua versus Herbert. That was flexed into Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And then earlier this week we find out Giants Commanders Part 2 after the tie next week is flexed into Sunday night. I love it. Who do you have to talk to on that? Do you talk to the networks? Do you talk to the teams? How does the decision go down? And is it really just you guys saying, you know what, this is the best matchup possible. It's the best in the league. No, we talk to everybody. Like Charlotte said, you know, it's not just about the best game on Sunday Night Football. It's what's still left for CBS and Fox. So we talk to NBC. What are their preferences? We talk to CBS and Fox. What are you going to do if we move this one to Sunday night or you get this one back from Sunday night? And all the decisions are intertwined. When we made the Dolphins-Chargers decision in Week 14, it was with an eye towards hopefully being able to get to Giants Commanders in 15. Mm. We could have done Dolphins Bills in 15, gone back to Tampa San Fran maybe in mm. 14. Yeah. So it was all about trying to reward the teams that have played their way into primetime. And you can make a real good case that Miami's done that. Mm-hmm. So getting them on against the Chargers, and like you said, Tua and Herbert, hopefully for the next 10 years, yeah. becomes something we all get to see a lot of. And then if you got the Dolphins on in 14, now great opportunity to get the Giants on in 15 and Washington. Had to see how they did in 13. Honestly, a tie was maybe the best thing that could have happened. Both yeah. those right? yeah. No root for ties, but that one worked out well. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. I wish I did more winning in my career. I could have played in more of these flex prime oh. games. <laughs> Didn't really happen. But now in retirement, I'm traveling all over the world. We went to London. We went to Munich. There, were also, there was also a game in Mexico City. All, all those games were fantastic, wildly successful. Are you guys, like, patting your back? Like, yeah, we picked the yeah. right teams. Were you satisfied with the outcomes? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at just the international games in general this year, it's no secret, right? These are the best matchups mm-hmm. we've had internationally, I would say, ever. It changed a little bit the construct of how we deal with international games and who goes internationally. You know, now that Green Bay's gone over, everybody's gone over internationally, and everyone will continue to go over internationally. So Peter O'Reilly and our and our events group and international group do a great job at deciding which mm-hmm. teams are going to go each year. And it's a little bit of an arm wrestle with the schedule team sometimes because these are great matchups that we're taking out of Sunday afternoon windows for CBS and Fox and putting in you know, at 9.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. They're national windows. They're fantastic. They deserve to be there. But sometimes it's a bit of an inventory uh dispute, if you will, on where they go and how we actually decide which games are are going to be played internationally. But this year, if you look at these matchups, you've got some great, great actual matchups. The Mm -hmm. games were fantastic. Plus, also, these brands were pretty darn big. So I think overall, everyone was really thrilled with that. International or not, there's a lot of feedback always about that 930 window. Have you guys considered putting like an East Coast team every Sunday on a 930 window or that wouldn't be in the conversation? So it's just all day football? Sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's early here in the States, obviously, to to play a game, to get up and and play a football game, be ready to hit it Mm -hmm. at 930 in the morning. 
I think it's the international window for now, but I think that international window continues to expand. We went to Germany this year. We're talking about maybe going to Germany twice next year. You know, the Jaguars have been going over to London regularly. I, I think they're talking about maybe more than one game in London at some point. So there could be more European-based games, which will make for more 930 windows, which will make for more all-day football. Yeah. Mm. You know, you guys get your chops busted. I think when you do it right, you deserve the victory lap. I bet that turkey tasted good this year. <laughs> oh, that gravy was a little smooth. There, that mashed potatoes, just a little mashier. All three Thanksgiving Day games, one score games, competitive. Is it like, do you feel like a proud parent? Like, I really mean that. Like, yeah, you was like, yeah. we nailed Thanksgiving, right? You know, it, it takes a little luck, too, but honestly, <laughs> we really, really deserved our turkey this year. I yeah. think the teams did, too. I mean, it was incredible. We, we, when you look at actually the contract of how we make Thanksgiving, there's so many constraints being a short week Thursday. And, you know, if we play those teams on Thanksgiving, then, you know, there are all sorts of rules about, you know, where they can come from from being a short week Thursday and not being able to play them in other yeah. windows like on Amazon. But the the way that it works out is we talk about the packages and CBS and Fox and who has the AFC package and the NFC package. For that Detroit game, CBS had that Detroit game, so that Detroit game was going to be an AFC team visiting Detroit. So we were either going with Miami or Buffalo. We got comfortable with Buffalo pretty early on. Josh Allen bringing the Bills. They were so exciting last year. We had a lot of high hopes for them, which they've been fantastic yeah. He's this year. He's the first quarterback to win in all three time slots on Thanksgiving, and maybe you drop him <laughs> in Black Friday next year. You know what I'm saying? For real. Let's spin the clock ahead to 2023, mm -hmm. shall we? Changes, adjustments, things that you guys look forward to most in the new year. A bit of a resolution talk, if you mm -hmm. will. Yeah, next year, I mean, Mike, jump in here too, but next year we have the new round of TV deals that are actually setting in. We signed them a couple years ago, but they actually come to fruition next year. And it's going to be kind of a whole new puzzle for us when we look towards making the schedule. You know, the AFC and NFC packages, the way that they always have been, are, are changing a bit. You'll still see a lot of Dallas on Fox, a lot of Kansas City on CBS, but the road team is no longer designating which package it's on. Like we were just talking about on Thanksgiving, we were going to do a buff Buffalo at Detroit game because that's part of the CBS package for Thanksgiving. But this year, we don't have that anymore. You're going to see a lot more Buffalo on Fox and you're going to mm. see a lot more Philly on CBS. Mm. It's not going to really be the same sort of construct of the road team designating which network it's going to be on. And we also have a couple side-by-side -side Mondays and new, new things coming Yeah, a bunch of new windows. We did the Monday night football side-by-side -side this year back in week two, Tennessee, Buffalo, and Mini it. Philly. People liked it. Look, yeah. if that game weren't side-by-side, -side, let's say Tennessee Buff was the Monday night game. Yeah. If Mini Philly wasn't on Monday side-by-side, -side, it was going to be on Sunday afternoon with seven or eight other games going on. Mm -hmm. So here you're on Monday with only one other game going on. And ESPN and ABC did a cool thing, flipping back and forth, showing you know both games, live look-ins. We got three of those next year. Really? Mm -hmm. So they could be side-by-side. Side. They could be staggered starts. They could be one early, one late, like we used to do on Monday night. So we'll work with Disney. We'll figure out the best way to deploy those. We've got a new window for ourselves on Black Friday. So Thanksgiving mm -hmm. weekend gets even bigger. You mentioned what a great Thanksgiving Thursday we had this year, oh. record setter. Yep. Next year, we're going to add on to that with a Black Friday game. Awesome. And maybe the biggest change to next year is flexible scheduling, like we just talked about for Sunday Night Football. I think our fans and our teams have all you know, become accustomed. We've been doing this for 15 years yeah. now. They're used to it. Uh, next year we had in Monday night, so ESPN oh, gets a bite of the flexible wow. schedule really? in Apple next year. When will that take effect in the year? After Thanksgiving, yeah, all kind of late in the year. Like Charlotte said, we've got the crystal ball in April and May, and yeah. we hope we're right, and you asked if we pat ourselves on the back. We really yeah. don't. We actually kind of <laughs> lament the mistakes we made. Like, Thanksgiving was great, kind of kicking ourselves about that Denver Rams game oh. on Christmas now. You know, it just didn't turn out to be what we hoped it was. I so. wanted to ask about Christmas weekend because you've got a Saturday slate on Christmas Eve, then you've got Christmas Day games. Can you just take us through the strategy of popping 
populating the games on Saturday, but also on Sunday and not just kind of cannibalizing one day? Yeah, when Christmas falls on a Sunday, historically, we've taken the Sunday afternoon packages, CBS and Fox, moved them to Saturday. And so a regular CBS and Fox weekend on Saturday, like Charlotte said, good games at 1 o'clock, good games at 4 o'clock, and culminating with maybe the most important game in the NFC this year, Eagles-Cowboys. Eagles yeah. yeah. So that'll be great. The whole country will get to see it on, on Saturday afternoon. That's on Christmas Eve, Merry Saturday Christmas, the 24th. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And then that leads into Saturday night on the NFL Network, that Raiders-Steelers game celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. A couple of weeks ago, that game didn't look as sexy as we hope. Now, now it's pretty good. <laughs> they're right there. I mean, yeah. that game is... Well, in the next two weeks. Yeah, yeah. That game's yeah. going to matter. And then Sunday, we have this opportunity now on Christmas Day to do our first Christmas triple header. A game on Fox at 1 o'clock, a game on CBS at 4 in the afternoon, and then our regular Sunday night football game. And it's the first of two when we get into 23, like you asked. We'll have another triple header on Christmas next year, but it's a Monday. Mm. So when we can play on Christmas, fans want to watch them, we'll find games to show them. That's great. I'm going to brag about our show for a second. Years ago, we had Bono on the show. It was an amazing moment. And we were talking about set lists. What you guys do is kind of like a set list. You set up track after track, and he emphasized that that last song that you say goodnight with like really has to bring the house down. I look at week 18 for you guys. Last song on the set list. Ravens, Bengals, Jets, Dolphins, and Bucks, Falcons, which depending on how the ball bounces could be Tom Brady's last game ever. We yeah. don't know. When you're, it could be when for you're, the division. It could yeah. be. All of these games are great. So when you're concocting this, this beautiful invention of the whole season. Chiefs Raiders too. Peter, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Do you, all do, these. What do you think about that last song on the set list and how do you land on those matchups? So the interesting thing about week 18 is we have those great matchups like you were just mentioning and it's all division games. Mm -hmm. But you think about the way that it's actually laid out. You have two games on Saturday that we started last year on ESPN and ABC. Full slate on Sunday and we have to pick a Sunday night game. Mm -hmm. So we've got to sequence these games in a way that the Saturday games don't render anything on Sunday meaningless and then Sunday night you ideally have a win and in game or something that's not oh. going to be rendered meaningless on Sunday afternoon. So we have to get a little lucky here with just yeah. results over the next few weeks to actually have the right games for those windows. But Week 18 is amazing, right? It's yes. it's everyone playing for their lives or at least some teams playing for their lives and it's something that those Saturday windows have made it even more exciting where we can have games that hopefully don't render anything Sunday meaningless but are important yeah. enough to actually have to sit and learn and watch what happens on Sunday day to see if your team's going to be in or not. Okay, and then that, after those games are done, mm -hmm. Mike, I need to hear playoff scheduling. <laughs> this has to be, okay, we know the teams are in. Is everyone just inundating you with it? We want this game, we want this game. How do you guys decide who gets Cowboys 49ers and who gets Eagles Buccaneers? How's it go down? Yeah, everybody starts lobbying now. <laughs> you know, Charlotte mentioned we can't set week 18 really until after week 17 is over because you got to know all the playoff implications. Mm -hmm. So that's probably not until after Buffalo Cincy on Monday night. Oh, yeah. So you have a really short runway there, six, seven days, but to set week 18, same thing again on wildcard weekend. We won't know who's in, who's what seed until that night. Yeah. So literally during the Sunday night game, during game 272, we'll be doing all the permutations, all the combinations, if they win, if they play them, should we do it this way, should we do it that way? We'll talk to CBS, we'll talk to Fox, we'll talk to NBC, we'll talk to Disney, we'll talk to the commissioner, and obviously try to structure the weekend in a way where you kind of just build excitement all the way through, and like you said, you end with your best usually, so you try to build your biggest windows, and yeah, that Niners-Cowboys game's looking pretty good for Sunday. Where the streets have no names. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had to incorporate the Thursday night schedule this year with a whole new partner, broadcast partner. How do you balance, like, you guys are talking the classics, You're like, you have to answer to Fox and CBS and NBC and keep those main players happy. But here comes the digital space, and here comes Amazon. 
What's that relationship mm -hmm. build up like and picking those games to make sure you're honoring this brand new partnership, but also a new viewing experience for fans? It's a good question. I mean, I think that we put together a pretty good Thursday night schedule. Thursday night, we were talking about earlier, but Thanksgiving has its own constraints with, you know, teams can only play one short week Thursday, except for we have a little little trick this year where we added another short week Thursday. So Dallas and Tennessee are both weighing, playing a second short week Thursday. But there are also rules around travel. We can't go three time zones. So you'll see a lot more like division games or this year the West plays the West. So we can play a game like Vegas Rams or something yeah. along those lines where, you know, the travel concerns aren't as much. So every team essentially gets on Thursday night football. So it's a little different than the other packages just with the constraints that go around it. But you'll see, I do think that we gave them some great Thursday night games in there and we have some more coming up. I mean, we have Dallas, Tennessee as the closer for them, if you yeah. will. And, and that should be a great game. And I think that overall Amazon's pretty happy with the package that we've given them. And it's even potentially equal to, if not better than what we've mm -hmm. done in the past. We've learned a lot, like you said, as a new partner and it's a different audience mm -hmm. and it's skewing a little younger than yep. maybe some of our other partners have historically. Yep. So that might change the way we think about scheduling mm. as we move forward to next year, how they kind of mobilize around the whole city when they come out with their right. pregame show yeah. and their postgame show. Cool. We've learned a lot. I'm sure we'll reconnect with them quite a bit in the off season and try to do it again. Right. <laughs> so I said to social media, if you've got questions for the scheduling gods, send them in. And I haven't bring seen them. these tweets. Let's bring Let's in some go. tweets, guys. Cold. People have spoken. How do you handle a team that no one backed and has suddenly become an interesting team with your schedule? That's a great question. Bengals are last year. How do you handle a team like that that comes out of nowhere and is a rocket ship? That's flex, right? Yeah, that's flex, right? Like, if you think about this, it's flexible scheduling. You think about teams playing their way on oh, to primetime, right? Like, you're looking at Miami for this weekend, right? Miami Chargers is a great example of a team that we definitely were interested in and thought they could be good this year, but they've played their way on to primetime. Or Giants-Washington coming off of last weekend. Yeah. The exact same thing. New England-Vegas would have been a perfectly fine right. game in primetime. But Giants-Washington have both, you could argue, have played their way on to prime, and we had the opportunity to put them on, and we thought it was the best move for the league. Mm. Does every team have to have a primetime game at this point. Yeah, I mean, just by the definition of our Thursday package, yeah. like Charlotte said, right now you can only play one short week, and mm -hmm. you remember those short weeks are tough. And to do them multiple times to the same team is something we've tried to avoid. So everybody's going to be on Thursday night somewhere, whether it's Thanksgiving or Amazon. If you're not on the Thursday package, you're on Monday night football. Is there a hard and fast rule that everybody mm -hmm. has to be in prime time? No, okay. but generally it happens. Mm -hmm. And if not, like Charlotte said, we'll use flexible scheduling, not just moving to Sunday nights or to NFL networks on Saturdays, but we can do this cross flex back and forth between CBS and Fox. Good example is Detroit. Yeah. They played on Thanksgiving. They gave Buffalo all they could handle. Mm -hmm. They are frisky and yeah, they, they are, are exciting. They are. And they're playing the Jets this weekend. Uh -huh. That's a game where if it had stayed on Fox, it's in a window with Philly, Chicago, with a Dallas, with an Atlanta, New Orleans game that just came back. It probably doesn't go very wide. Fans don't get to see that game. That game's going to matter in both conferences. So we were able to cross flex, <laughs> take Detroit Jets from Fox, put it on CBS, maybe a third to, you know, two fifths of the country yeah. now get to watch that game. If those teams Teams are in the playoffs in January. You don't want the first time our fans are seeing somebody yeah. Yeah. to be January. Totally. Yeah. I love how much goes into it. It's yeah. amazing. It's cross fast flex. Like, so much. Here's That's a final best. question: Flex games and playoffs. Are, who calls your phones the most? Is it owners? Is it GMs? Mm -hmm. I mean, do coaches get involved? Like broadcast broadcast networks. networks? Got to be it? owners. You don't have to call anybody out, but what's the role that you hear from the most? You have 30 seconds to answer. <laughs> Fight club. Fight club. <laughs> Fight club. Oh. Fight club. Yes. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. 
So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 